Friends, we are here today to celebrate the life of Stephen Townsend. On behalf of the family, I want to wish you or thank you for uh, being here today. Uh, though Stephen's life was full while he was here, his passing last week has left all of us, but particularly you, the family, in shock and grief, and understandably so, because Stephen's life was shorter than what we all imagined. Your being here today helps provide support and encouragement surrounding them. I assure you that whatever sacrifice you made today to be here at this time, whatever effort you put into being here, it brings honor and respect to Stephen's life because he would be here. He would want you to be here. It's a true act of caring for those whom he loved the most. And so I know that it is greatly appreciated and a source of encouragement for the family. Today we just want to take some time to pause, reflect, remember, think about the impact that Stephen has had on each and every person that is in this room, how he has affected us. And as hard as it is, we are here to say goodbye, to pause in the midst of life, and think about death. Somehow we navigate through. And my hope is that we emerge with a better understanding of what it means to live and what it means to love and what it means to die. And so I ask you this morning to start with me or join with me in a moment of prayer. Would you pray with me? Oh God, we acknowledge your presence here. And we come before you this morning as friends and family of Stephen. We are here because we love him. And we miss him. And we want to cherish our memories of him. We want to honor his life and support one another as we grieve his passing. A passing from this life here with us to everlasting, eternal life with you. God, we thank you for Stephen. You formed him. You knew him. You walked with him in the good and the bad. You were with him in all the times of laughter. And you were with him even to his last moment. And even now in this moment, we have confidence that he is in your presence. Thank you that you are a God of mercy who promises to comfort us, particularly in moments like this. We ask, O oh God, in the weeks and the months ahead, continue pouring comfort into us. Grant us your mercy. Help us, O oh God, to continue to remember and to share and to give you praise for all that Stephen was to each and every person in this room. It is in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ we pray.
Amen.
I'll share with you this morning scripture that comes from the Old Testament, Psalm 23. The words for us, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He keeps me alive. He guides me in proper paths for the sake of his good name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil and my cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the Lord's house as long as I live. And then in the New Testament, I will read to you some words in the Gospel of John, a moment just like this. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was a little less than two miles from Jerusalem. Many Jews had come to comfort Martha and Mary after their brother's death. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, while Mary remained in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Martha replied, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live, even though they die. Everyone who, believe, who lives and believes in me will never die. And then Jesus asked this very poignant question. Do you believe this? Amen. At this time, families asked a few to give some reflections and so I would ask at this time if, uh, from the Atlanta Public Schools, if Mr. Ernest Sessoms and Dr. Emily Massey, if they are here, they would come to my far left at the lectern here uh, and share their reflection at this time. Good morning. I am the principal at Dunbar Elementary School. First and foremost, let me say greetings on behalf of Dr. Emily Massey, uh, my associate superintendent, Dr. Maria Kostarfin, associate uh, su superintendent of schools. Um, on their behalf, they're definitely um, sending their condolences as well. Um, 
I want to kind of speak on a tone of celebratory um, comments and remarks. Uh, this was very hard for the Dunbar family. Um, one of the things about uh, Stephen Townsend, Brother Townsend, is that to know him was to love him. Um, we had teachers that started for the first time at our school August 5th, and when they heard news of uh, Brother Townsend's passing, it hit them really, really hard. That was just a testament to the impact that he made on anyone that he came in contact with. Um, I, I first met Stephen Townsend uh, as a colleague, as a fifth grade teacher. We taught fifth grade together at Usher Elementary School. Um, and that was amazing because uh, not only did I notice that he was an exemplary educator, he had a powerful, uh, uncanny knack to interact with certain types of students. And when I say certain types of students, I mean those students that need a little extra, you know what I mean, right? Um, so I would see kids that I struggled with because we departmentalized and how ooh, they would just give me the, you know, the blues and then they would go over to Mr. Townsend's class and they would just have a calm spirit around them. He developed relationships with children that sometimes other educators could not do. Um, for the family and for his kids, I have some letters that the kids wrote and I learned something new about Stephen Townsend because almost every letter, it has a certain phrase that he used with them when he was uh, counseling and mentoring. Almost every letter said, on God. So to know Stephen Townsend, if you've heard his conversation, that was his phrase, on God, fist bump, on God, you know, and so that made a big impact with our kids. So um, he was that kind of person that, when he wasn't there, you felt it. Um, on the last week um, that he was with us, he had a training to attend. It was a two-day training, and I forgot. So I texted him that morning. I think it was uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday morning. I texted him Wednesday morning. I said, don't forget to dress down because me and some of the other male educators, we're going to be like cleaning up the gym, so just wear some jeans. And um, I texted him that morning. He responded. He's like, bro, you forgot I have a training. Um, I won't be there for the next two days. And I replied, you will be missed. He replied, LOL. <laughs> that was the last text I got from Brother Townsend. So in a crazy sort of way, I was able to say and let him know that he was appreciated and he definitely would be missed, even for those two days. Um, I'll save that text message for the rest of my life. He also told me, um, maybe a week before, you know, he would always kind of be that second set of eyes, letting me know what was going on in the school, how things are going, you know, keeping my, my ear, my, my feet on the pulse of the school. And he said, bro, if no one's told you, you're doing an awesome job. And um, being an administrator, we don't get those accolades. You know, we take the good and the bad and, and the indifferent. But um, Brother Townsend was definitely someone who had the whole school's back. And we will truly miss him. One of his goals was to become an assistant principal. That was his ultimate goal. He came 
um, to Dunbar wanting to explore his leadership opportunities in this development. And I want to say in front of everyone, even though he did not attain that title, he was an assistant principal at Dunbar Elementary School. And finally, just to close, to the son and daughter of Stephen Townsend, thank you for sharing your dad with so many kids, hundreds and thousands of children who now feel like they lost a dad too. Thank you for sharing him. Thank you, everybody. Mr. Sessoms, if y'all could stay up here for just a moment, I believe the family has a presentation for y'all as well, and I believe that Marcus Leonard is here to do that. On behalf of the family, I have a few words I'd like to read and um, present to uh, Dunbar Elementary School. Uh, he wore many hats, a father, a brother, friend, coach, and an educator. He dedicated his life to making a difference in the lives of young people, including his children, students, athletes, and mentees. In his honor, the family wants to excuse me, continue his legacy by giving scholarships to well-deserving students that live by the teachings of a growth mindset. The family would like to say thank you to all those who have generously donated to the scholarship. One of Stephen's characteristics was pers perseverance, and we want to persevere and give five deserving students $1,000 scholarships. As of this morning, we have raised $2,845. We would like for anyone that would like to donate to do so by tomorrow midnight. And this is for Dunbar Elementary School. Ask Michael Brown if he would come forward. want to say that never take the next day for granted. I grew up I grew up with an older sister. She was eight years older than me. So she was into different things and I pretty much grew up alone. And I always wanted a brother. When I got to Livingstone College, I met Steve, and we pledged our fraternity together. And he instantly became that brother that I always wanted. He would take me, he would take me to New Jersey. I met his mother, I met his sister. And they instantly treated me like family. You know, this, this is something I'll never ever be able to forget, how, how good they treated me when I came to Jersey. 
Our bond, our bond stayed strong for the, almost these 30 years. I got a million stories I could tell. None of them probably suitable for a church. take those memories. He had recently posted something on Facebook. It might have been the last thing he posted. And I commented on it. And his reply to my comment was, call me. And I said, all right, I'm going to call you. And you know, being caught up in your daily daily activities or whatever. I just assumed that I would be able to call him. I took that I took that that next day for granted. I should I should have called him. I know he hears me. I know he knows I meant to call him back. That's really what's made this extra tough for me this week. I didn't get to call him back. But he knows I love him. I know he knows that. He has to know that. And uh, I just want to tell the family, um, every year our fraternity gives away a, a memorial scholarship to a Livingstone student. And going forward, that's, that scholarship will be given in Steve's name. So. Killer for uh, responding to me. I was blowing your phone up this whole week. And I just want, want you to know I appreciate you. I know you had a lot going on. I appreciate you getting back to me. Thank you. Now I'd ask if William Townsend, if you would come forward. Thank you, friends and family of my beloved brother, Stephen Townsend. Uh, he was a great father, great brother, 
great husband, and he's most definitely going to be missed. Uh, if I may, I would like to share a story, um, you know, about childhood on maybe how the road was forged, his road to becoming an educator. There was one particular morning, and it didn't happen often, it was an anomaly that, um, you know, my parents kind of overslept one, one, one morning, and I was looking at that digital clock and communicating with my other two brothers saying, hey, I think we may get away with a day at home today. You know, just lay low and be quiet. But if the first, if the first alarm clock failed, the second one surely didn't, and Steve was the second alarm clock. So Steve was in the bottom bunk, and we were up there saying, you know, we got it made. And uh, that light clicked on, and my mother started stirring, and we was, man, what did you do? You know, but Steve loved education. He loved school. And we went that morning, let me tell you. You know, we were mad at him for a few days, but, you know, but um, Steve never, never liked to miss a day in school. I mean, even when they call school off for snow days, he'd still go up there and say, are we going to have school here today or not? But um, he made it start with the school breakfast program. You know, mom had every cereal known to man in the kitchen, but he didn't want that. He wanted the school's breakfast. You know, and I don't care how many inches of snow or what the weather conditions were, he was there. And that gave him the opportunity, with starting out with that program, to have time to talk with um, faculty members and, and, and school board members. And a few months later, down the road, he's passing out the breakfast. You know, and the next thing, he's becoming affiliated and joining other activities in school. And I believe, looking back in hindsight now, that was his. He never separated from us, but that was him beginning out on his road to his destiny, you know, to his calling, which was the hallowed halls of education. You know, it took a lot for me to get up here today. I'm really like an antisocial person. I really don't, you know, but I love my brother, and we grew up. It's just hard to believe. You know, it's just hard to fathom. But um, Steve loved education. He loved excellence. And um, he's most definitely going to be missed. If I can share one more thing. Uh, last night, you know, I was going through my brother, walking through my brother's house and seeing how he was getting everything together. You know, he worked hard all of his life. And I said, wow, you know, everything looked like it was just starting to come together for my brother. He can't even taste the fruits of his success. And then it hit me. All the time, Stephen wasn't building up his treasures here on earth. He was building up his treasures in heaven. Where, where they won't pass away. You know, he's on a higher plane now. He's with the Most High. He's with the Heavenly Father. And these things here that mean so much to us mean nothing to him now. But his friends and his family. 
I just want to thank everyone here for coming out and honoring my beautiful brother. Thank you very much. Stephen was very, very much loved, and that's apparent by the turnout today. Farewell, my brother. Hopefully one day, man, I'll be there with you. God bless. I'd like to invite you this time to, to do something that we don't often do in this world, which is just take a moment. Take a moment to pause, to give God praise. As you take that moment, I invite you to read the obituary that is in your program, an opportunity to remind yourself of Stephen's story.
Wisdom literature, scripture tells us that there's an appointed time for everything. There's a time for everything under heaven. Scripture says there's a time to give birth and a time to die. Time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to give up loss. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. It's interesting to me that several thousand years ago, Solomon penned these words that we find so appropriate today. Even the emotions, as a fraternity brother speaks of a recognition of, I should have made that call. It's the reality of what we come to understand in one simple sentence. He describes the, fr the fragile nature of life. It's time to be born and the time to die. We are creatures, whether we've thought about it or not, we are creatures of time. We wear watches, we look at clocks, we use the clocks to wake us up. 
We create calendars, we set time, and we measure time. And we, we measure length of time in days and months and years. We define the seasons of the year by fall and winter and spring and summer. But perhaps I would argue today that we realize that life is not measured simply by time. Stephen was born in 1970. In a few short months, he would have been 50 years old. That's a measurement of time. And all of us are probably sitting here thinking that measurement of time is too short. Right? We pictured more. You pictured longer. But what if life is not measured solely by a measurement of time? Perhaps I would argue that life is better measured by relationships. That's why you're here. You met Stephen. Somewhere along the way, your life intertwined and interacted with Stephen or someone who knew Stephen. But your life crossed paths. You've come to say goodbye. You've come to acknowledge the impact that he had on your life. Because as was said earlier, you couldn't meet him and not love him. He was just a lovable guy. Stephen had a big heart, especially even as it's already been said today, especially when it came to kids. He understood that it, that it takes a village, and he was willing to be a part of your village. He was willing to invest in kids, whether that was kids in the neighborhood, kids at school, kids on the soccer field. He saw potential in kids. He saw the potential that they could be, and he wanted to help them to be successful. And if that took being present in one's life, he was willing to make the sacrifices to do that. And whether that was to go out and play basketball with the neighborhood kids or ride bikes in the cul-de-sac, whether that meant that he needed to learn the new dance moves or the words to the hippest song, he was willing to do that. So that he could be a part of your life. He was willing to have fun with the kids at school. But somewhere along the way he had a knack being able to trigger that fun into learning. And so he had a, an incredible gift to be able to turn fun into focus. He was a lovable guy. The writer of Ecclesiastes says that there is a time for every season under heaven. There's a time to laugh and a time to cry, a time to mourn, and today is part of that mourning process. I would encourage you to allow grief to run its natural course. It's okay. It's okay to cry and it's okay not to cry. It's okay to, to laugh even in the midst of a day like this. Grief is part of healing. It's part of becoming whole and so grief takes place I, I tell people and it sounds kind of weird from a preacher it, it, I tell people I love funerals because they are bittersweet in a sense 
They're bitter because they're painful. But they're sweet because we get to do something today that we should have been doing all along. We get to do something today to pause and think about Stephen. Think about the joy that he brought to your life. To think about the impact that he had. To remember the, the good times and even the bad times. To remember the times that he made you laugh. One of the greatest things I believe that God gives us is the capacity to remember. Stephen was a man who knew how to laugh. Always had a smile on his face. Again, in Proverbs, in the wisdom literature, it says that, uh, that a joyful heart is good medicine. And I believe that Stephen understood that. That to be joyful was, was good for him and good for you. And so he would try to do what he could to make you laugh. Even as he greets you and meets you, he might would add a name and try to play a nickname game just to make you laugh. Just simply to bring joy to your life. But he, but he wasn't all laughs. He was also serious, right? He had passion. He had dedication. He would focus on certain things. And he would fight to the very end for those of you who he believed in and those things that he believed in. He was passionate about family and fraternity and football. He was passionate about the things that he believed in. Stephen showed us as an example today of what it truly means to be a man. He was, he was fit. He, was, he would work out. He could lift weights with you, the best of you. But yet he was also willing to take the time to go and cut the grass for a neighbor in need. To sacrifice and to serve other people. Stephen was a lifelong learner and a leader. Classroom was important. We've heard that said today. Classroom was important for him, but he also believed that learning was beyond the classroom, that it was a lifestyle of learning. He was one who thought that learning would help you accomplish your dreams. And so learning was important. He was a walking testament to that. Stephen also was a man who loved his family and he loved God. I always ask families if there's a particular scripture passage that was important to the person who passed. We found some papers where Stephen had written a few passages of scripture a couple of years ago. And I thought you might would want to hear some of those passages that he believed. In 2 Timothy it says, God did not give you a spirit of timidity, but the spirit of peace, of love, and of self-discipline. Maybe it is this that allowed Stephen to be so passionate and disciplined in his life. 1 Peter 5 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. And I thought maybe this is what allowed Stephen to be so confident 
and assured. Isaiah 41 says, Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And I just wonder if maybe this is what allowed him to reach into those people, those kids who were on the margins of life, because he knew where their real strength was going to come from. Don't get me wrong, I don't stand here to try to convince you that Stephen was perfect. He's flawed, he made mistakes just like we all do. But there's a passage of scripture that he also wrote, which was Psalm 119. Where it's reminded Stephen and reminds us that, that our afflictions, those things, those flaws that we have, they're so we might learn God's decrees, the word says. And so maybe that's what allowed him to be able to move past any mistakes that he made. Stephen was a man of God. May we remember that today. May we also find today comfort. Comfort because Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I go to prepare a place for you and I will return to take you with me if you believe in me. God never leaves us. God never left Stephen. And I realize that Stephen was not in church every Sunday. Most of my interactions with him were in the soccer field. And as a preacher, certainly, I think we all miss something out of life when we're not here every Sunday. But the thing that seems so condemning, what I want you to hear today, is our greatest hope. Because entrance into heaven is not reserved for those who are in worship every Sunday. Entrance into heaven is not reserved for those who are in church every day of the week. Going to church is not how you get to heaven. Heaven is and always will be for those who confess their need for forgiveness, call upon the name of the Lord, and the scripture says, and they will be saved. Like the criminal on the cross who calls out for God in the very last moment of his life, there's no purity, there's no wholesomeness, but he is, enters into the kingdom of God. Stephen was close to God. He had a personal relationship with God. We have to find hope in that today. That Stephen had a sacred and humble moment in his life when he was younger, and then he reaffirmed that on April 18th, 2002, that he confessed his need for Jesus Christ, confessed Jesus as Lord of his life, and placed in him his faith for salvation. Stephen has realized his faith. He is in a place now and a time now where all that he believed he knows to be true. God will do what God said he would do. John chapter 5 says, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Jesus laid down his life for Stephen when he died on the cross, making a way for him to be forgiven and claimed as a child of God. John chapter 1 says, All who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to be children of God. God will do what God said he would do. 
John 11, I am the resurrection and life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And once again, the poignant question that Jesus asked, do you believe this? Stephen did. And because Stephen believed that, he is with Jesus today. He's in the presence of God. The physical veil of this world has been pulled apart. And he is able to see the true, full picture for the very first time. He believed it was. He knew it to be. And now he sees it to be. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know Stephen nearly like most every single person in this room. But I promise you. From the man that I know and the man that you have told me about. He would not want today to be totally about prolonged tears. Although tears are part of grieving. He would want you to think about. Where do you put your trust? Where do you put your faith? Because if Stephen could be here right now. I promise you. I'm 100% confident. That he would say to you, the things that are important, his brother said, it's not the things of this world. It's not the things that you think that are important. The things that are important are God, family, serving other people. Maybe life is not just simply defined by measurement of time. Maybe it's defined by the relationships that we have while we're given the time that we're given. I believe that on August 28, 2019, even though the time may have been short, that Stephen heard, well done, my good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Oh God, you have ordered this wonderful world. And you know all things in earth and in heaven. Help us, God. Help us to have faith that in all times, in all places, in all circumstances, in all seasons, that we may, without fear, commit ourselves to your never-failing love. We thank you for Stephen. We thank you for his impact. We thank you for his witness. We thank you for his love. We pray, oh God, that we can move forward and celebrate. Because one day, through faith in Jesus Christ, we will all be together again. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Would you pray with me? Almighty God, into your hands we commend your son, Stephen Townsend. Ensure in certain hope a resurrection to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We commit him to his final resting place, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. Eternal God, you have shared Stephen with us. Before he was ours, he is yours. For all that Stephen has given to make us what we are, for that of him which lives and grows in each of us, and for his life that in your love will never end, we give you thanks. And so we offer Stephen back into your arms. Comfort us in our loneliness, strengthen us in our weakness, and give us courage to face the future unafraid. Draw those of us who remain in this life closer to one another. Make us faithful to serve one another. And give us to know that peace and joy which is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Look at eulogy. I'm going to quickly acknowledge the floral tributes and then we'll do the acknowledgments. Your friends and family at Cumberland Farms, GD Chapter, Kappa Apple Psi. Stockbridge Elementary School, Metropolitan Basketball Official Association, Aunt Rita and the Townsend family, Aunt Anna and family, Loving Memories Bill Houston and family, Stacy, Derek, Melena, and Ivy Sanders, your Riverdale Elementary School family, your Foundation and Academy family in Washington, D.C., Girl Scout Troop 16339, Love the Girls, from the Dunbar Elementary School family, Dunbar Elementary staff and students, Michael Brown and the Brothers of Gamma Delta. The family wants to thank each of you for coming today to help celebrate the life of their dear loved one. The family would also like to express sincere appreciation for the many kind deeds shown during this time of bereavement. Special thanks to Pastor Andy and Stockbridge First United Methodist Church, your love, your support, and all that you have done and are continuing to do for this family. We certainly appreciate it. And I have a short presentation to the family. Please don't feel guilty. 
it was just my time to go. I see you're feeling sad and the tears just seem to flow. We all come to earth for our lifetime and for some it's not many years. I don't want you to keep crying. You are shedding so many tears. I haven't really left you, though it may seem so. I've just gone to my heavenly home and I'm closer to you than you know. Just believe that when you say my name, I'm standing next to you. I know you long to see me, but there's nothing I can do. But I'll still send you messages and hope you understand that when your time comes to cross over, I'll be there to take your hand. And on behalf of Hope Funeral Home, we just present this small token of love to the family. We are humbled and honored that you allowed us into your lives during this time. Uh, would the brothers and sisters identify themselves so that we can present the plaques to them? And this one will be for the children that I have here in my hand. And on a lighter note, we have a special musical tribute that we want to present to everyone that is here, and especially the family. We know it's a sad occasion, but we want to try to lift your hearts a little bit and hope you'll enjoy this tribute from Hope Funeral Home. Thank you.
feel a little bit better. Loosen up. You know, Stephen wouldn't want you this way, <laughs> okay? Because he'd have, have a joke or a nickname for you, I understand. He called everybody something. So let's try to re hold on to those memories, hold on to those fun memories so that we can get through this, this terrible time. God bless you. Pastor. Would you pray with me? Most gracious God, we thank you again for this day. We pray, oh God, for your Holy Spirit to guide our steps as we walk out this door. Strengthen us. We pray, God, that as we gather around the table for a meal, we pray, Lord, that you use this time to not just nourish our bodies, but nourish our souls. Use it to bring us together as a village, as a body. We give you praise today for Stephen, for his life, the way he loved, and what he shows us even in death. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.